Hi everyone, welcome to Unjustified Trubilees. I can't believe we are on the 11th episode already. It's been an interesting journey so far. And uh, today on our show, we have Apurva Bapat, Kartik Kannan, Jyoti Dukkar, Maumita Nath, Deepak Singh and Trishanand. And today we are discussing a chapter from diversity and inclusion. And the question is, are cultural stereotypes true? If you have moved out of your home at some point of time, you would have experienced some form of profiling or some kind of discrimination. And I think it's a part of growing up and realizing that you don't fit in all the crowds. Many times we uh, switch on our first, first system thinking and classify people on how they look or where they come from. But the, a lot of assessments or uh, deductions we make uh, based on our first system thinking could be wrong. And mostly they are. So let's hear it from the panel today. Uh, have they experienced any instances of being stereotyped? I'll open up with this question. Uh, and this question would be to Apurva. Have you experienced being stereotyped as Indian while living in US? Yes, yes, uh, I have been. Uh, the most, uh, the most common stereotype is uh, whenever I tell somebody that I'm from India, their first reaction is, "Oh, but your English is so well," and uh, I'm always take, taken aback. It, it depends on uh, what my mood is at mood is at that point. Sometimes I, I just, I just nod and say yes, and sometimes I, I'm too witty and. Uh, I, I, I sometimes snap back. There was a now there was an incident where uh, we were working in a co-working space. I was I was going to get coffee at the uh, coffee machine, and uh, the reception guy he was uh, around 60, 65 years old. I was taking my coffee and he asked me, uh, "You don't look for, uh, you don't look American," is what he was trying to say. He and then he asks me, "Where are you from?" And I I told him, "I'm from India," and he he sniggered like it was like weird weird laugh and then he like but your english is so good and i i snapped back at him saying oh so is yours and he just he just he just stopped talking to me after that but i have heard that one a lot of times that your english is so good i have to explain to them that almost 50 percent of the india can speak really good english that's that, that's always a funny one yeah that's uh that's a pretty common one uh that we Indians experience once we move out. Let's hear it from Karthik. Have you experienced an, uh, being stereotyped as Indian? Apurva stole my line, so I'll have to think a little. Um, but uh, so I guess the fact that a lot of people think that expo- the lot of people's exposure to India comes in the form of slum slumdog millionaire, I guess, is a bad thing. So. It did, it's not a stereotype directly about me, but they'll ask me questions about India that will be patently untrue, but will be shown in movies. Like, for uh, for whatever reason possible, Ganesh, uh, there's always this Ganesh Puja that happens in all of the uh, American representations of India. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but it's always this Ganesh Puja. So there's always this. There is, there is the cultural stereotype right there, Karthik. In that I know. 
I know. I mean, that's how Indians who are talking in movies say, say it as well. So it's the and that I, I'm making fun of how Indians talk in uh, American movies, I guess. Yeah. So it's yeah, but there's there is nothing like that in India. So and it's, I guess the just the fact that they try to clump all of us into a single demographic is a little stereo uh, it's it's a bit of stereotyping on its own isn't it i mm. because even among states in india we do not speak the same language so it's every state is as varied as a country but it's i guess it is hard i will give them credit they're doing their best to try to understand they're being trying to be open given the information they have but yeah, it's still stereotyping. Yeah, India is a complex uh, topic and uh, I would like to get deep into uh, the caste system and other uh, way we discriminate in India uh, uh, in, in due course. But uh, right now, let's let's try to uh, stick to the experiences we had abroad or maybe we have uh, mistakenly stereotyped some people in our assessment. So, uh, Jyoti, have you had any experience where either you've been stereotyped or you like you used your first uh, first system of thinking and uh, you know stereotype somebody based on what where they come from hello yeah i should have thought about this before it's too late now yeah so no i can't think of anything right okay yeah so let's take a example closer to home um mm-hmm. So you're from Maharashtra and uh, do you experience people being stereotyped uh, when they come to Mumbai specifically for their jobs and they're coming from different states in India? Have you have had assessments of people coming from Delhi or UP or I think this is becoming a bit sensitive, but other parts of India coming to Mumbai or people having some stereotypes about people from Mumbai and like your friend saying, oh, people from Mumbai are such and such when you stay in Bangalore or people from Bangalore are such and such. Okay, so yeah. So if you say you're from Mumbai, like if I tell people I'm from Mumbai, they'll assume I have a lot of money. Upon that, if I mention I'm a Marwari, it is just like it's a given that, okay, you must be rich, you have to be rich. If I say that, no, hey, just calm down. Not everyone is has the grand house and uh, a lot of money. And if we are just like a normal middle class family, it's just hard to get people to wrap their brains around it sometimes. Now, um, I don't know. I have not given much thought, thought to a lot of things, but... You know, this Mumbai versus Delhi thing always comes up because I, not really right now, but 10 years back, at least Mumbai and Delhi, people were always like, oh, Mumbai is better or Delhi is better. Or if someone has stayed in both cities, they would always be asking that person, which one did you prefer, Mumbai or Delhi? So I don't know what st- how other people stereotype Mumbai people as, apart from the being uh, rich and stuff. But um, like me and quite... A lot of my friends maybe from Mumbai used to feel that Delhi people could be a little loud 
which when I went out and ventured out and went to college and not really college college didn't really change my opinion but maybe when I came to workplace and all it's not like that not everyone is the same you can't just say that just because someone comes from Delhi they will be loud Mm. loud loud in their uh, voices or their personalities or anything whereas Mumbai people again a stereotype tend to be a little on the chill side relaxed but yeah that that is the contrast which mumbai people have of mumbai versus delhi and of course delhi people are supposed to be ultra rich as well at least some of them mm-hmm. south delhi south bombay that sort of thing yeah to just to put the rumors at rest can you let our viewers know how exactly how rich you are not not at all i i can open an account right now and you can send me money because i'm really in need of money i'm broke that is why i am working with saranj right now on this podcast <laughs> this entire podcast was an elaborate setup reading up to this point yeah and yes. this, <laughs> what, uh, this is not a 100% a joke because yes if people are willing to give send me money they can send me money i will let them know as share my bank details and they can send me Hashtag support Jyoti Dukar is the tag. Yeah, Guys, you can send money to us on uh, PayPal or we receive donation in the form of cash as well. Yeah, support a working <laughs> independent woman. Yeah. Awesome. Um, that, that's true actually. Uh, so is, is it like I, I, I find like I've been staying in like uh, Delhi for a few months. I, I do still feel like people from Delhi or Punjab like and the like uh, a region close around they are bit more aggressive compared to people in mumbai or pune and uh, they like uh, even if you go by the language they like we 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 say like they use curse words or like uh, some uncommon words that you do not use in everyday language but i i find like they they are like very convenient using them and that's like considered or uh, no no one is like really gets offended if you use those words and even you yourself are not actually supposed to be offended by use of those words so i i guess like that's just that, that just happens and there's nothing good or bad about it but just that's just how the uh, people around there express themselves hmm. yeah cursing is an interesting phenomena and uh, i really want to dig into it because people being uh, un- uncultured or uh, Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a stereotype based on certain states in India. And uh, I don't, yeah, I, I'm just worried that this might, this episode might explode on my face at any time. Uh, but uh, while saying so, I don't want to hurt anyone, anybody's feeling who's listening to this podcast. And this is just a, a critique, not uh, like, it's just a critique on the stereotype system. So uh, I hope nobody's feeling who's listening uh, gets hurt while we are uh, recording this. Um, and our intention is to just express our belief in a very rational way without trying to sabotage anybody's image um, from where they come from. Let's move to Mohamed and hear her experiences in being stereotyped, in, on a personal level, being stereotyped from when, while she lived in a different country. or within uh, india itself hey so i have a few examples so kind of similar to what apurva and kartik were talking about this is in the food domain 
so people kind of associate india with uh, only biryani for some reason uh, so once when we had a plan from work to go on a team outing and uh, and they were deciding on a place and then uh, i think they someone came up with italian and then somebody was like oh no we we can't go there because uh, momita that's that's my name here uh she she won't uh, she won't be able to eat there i i was like what do you mean she's like oh they only give you lasagna you know what lasagna is like sheets of you know and then you have spaghetti do you know how it is it's like round i'm i'm like uh you must be only used to eating biryani right i was like no i mean have you looked at the number of restaurants we have in india it's, it's probably the same for italian and biryani so so that's one i mean it's it's nothing very serious but but yeah they kind of associate uh india with biryani and that's probably again availability bias because all you see in a menu also when you go to a restaurant that has a buffet or something is under indian you'll see biryani mentioned or or you'll probably have access to uh, movies where they only show you eating biryani and yeah so it's kind of availability bias which it stems out from and another example one example i am guilty of doing cultural stereotype so in my mba program i have to work with a lot of people from different countries so i had somebody on my team uh, i think her name was ting ting lin so i i assume she's from china and uh, yeah and something on apurva's lines i i made that assumption on her so i started typing she was like why are you typing why why can't you speak and then when i heard her i was like oh okay mm. and yeah so that's uh, i i'm guilty on my part for that and uh, the third one is i have gone through a lot of cultural stereotype probably more in my own country than when i was abroad Uh, which is when i went to college which was based out of the southern part of india and i'm from the east side of india and for some reason anyone who's not a madrasi per se is a north indian uh so uh, what i kind of faced is uh, they used to think that since i'm not a madrasi all i do is uh, take my gucci and prada handbags listen to honey singh come home at 2 am or come to the hostel at 2 am and just roam around and that's that's kind of what they thought i do but mm. which is yeah that's I, yeah. yeah which is exactly what she did yeah it's like a couple of years later but, uh, back then no uh and i'm from the east side we we don't do gucci and prada I and mean, no offense I know we have people from the north and the south on the call but uh yeah I have faced a few but I've I've faced mm-hmm. quite a lot more in my own country than abroad that's something I definitely want to I'm with you on this like I think there is a, a lot of discrimination in India and in, uh, based on states based on caste and uh, like we we have so many layers of discriminating people that we we will definitely get into that part uh, in this podcast but yes it's more of a 
high level if, if what is your first instinctive reaction when you see people from a different place that that kind of a question it could be a different state it could be different country let's hear it from deepak have you instinctively made assertions or assessments about someone from a different place and have you been proven wrong sometimes I, I do not remember uh, any very good instinctive instance where like I have like uh, conventionally stereotyped someone, but I'm like I by nature I'm like uh, quite uh, choosy in talking to people. So I I just like uh, without any good reason I can just like uh, see someone and just like decide I do not need to talk to them <laughs> unless I have something very specific to talk to them. uh but i i i would not uh, associate any conventional stereotypical uh, thing to that that it, i i could not like basically consciously point pinpoint anything why i would not like to talk to them so i i think that's something i i, I would say no to as far as my experiences are concerned so like uh, i have something very distinctly i remember and like i i faced it for all four years of my college is like uh, whenever someone would look at me for the first time and like they they'll come and they they'll most of them they'll they'll get some kind of impression that uh, uh uh maybe i'm high on something or something like that and like uh, and then somewhere in the conversation it would just come up man are you high or like did you smoke or something like that and like dude i i i am probably the so most person on the campus i do not drink i do not chew and i do not smoke so how how come is this being associated with me and i, I really never figured that out <laughs> yeah you do come across as a person who's high most of the time i'm kidding because you are a very good friend and i know you don't drink and i get very strong that just those people i but i have never been able to understand yeah but i know you don't drink at all and uh, um yeah that's a that's a quick assessment what people make about you i i know that very well because i stayed with you <laughs> so anyway let's get to trisha um trisha have you experienced being stereotyped or made any assessments about people uh, using the first system of thinking yeah yeah so sir uh, you know i will not have much uh, international experience uh, because whenever i've been out i have only been uh, there as a tourist So you don't really pay much attention to uh, stuff like that. You are more of a tourist. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, in uh, within India, uh, yes. Uh, now we, I, I think we all are aware that there are stereotypes which run across India, and uh, uh, very deep ones actually. Uh, and uh, sometimes it leads to uh, major, uh, uh, you know, upheavals. Uh, if I if I may say so. Because uh, uh, one recently saw, and I, I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. But uh, uh, these regionalist, uh, regionalistic uh, stereotypes are very, very prevalent. Uh, so if uh, uh, if uh, you know uh, Bengali girls charming the Punjabi boys and stuff like that uh, have have run around for very long. Uh, uh, apart from that as well, I think. Uh, Uh, overall there is a casteism uh, issue which is very prevalent in india so there is another uh, level of uh, stereotyping that uh, people do there and uh, i'm sure everyone has seen exceptions across and still we stick to them uh, I, i and i think the major uh, issue around is uh, the inherent belief 
uh, in our own heads because that's how we have been all uh, brought up that uh, you know the, these chunk of people will behave this way it is it, it might not just be how we have been brought up it might also be uh, in the basic human behavior so i think uh, I, i'll bring in the last podcast that we went uh, uh, for and you see we we as humans we always try to bifurcate or uh, you know put put things into blocks just for uh, our better understanding so uh, maybe that, that's why we end up doing that but uh, yeah coming back to your question if i have uh, uh, been stereotyped uh, yes sometimes i'm i'm from uh, bihar and uh, again that english thing uh, keeps coming uh then uh, uh, also everyone thinks that bhojpuri is the only language that they speak in bihar so uh, stuff like that yeah sure uh, and then i am also not uh, uh, very uh, you know isolated from this i also do a few stereotypes to be honest and uh, maybe i don't want to uh, say it out in the open but in my head yes uh, uh, you know you you see uh, you see uh, a particular kind of uh, clothes or you see a particular kind of hairstyle and something runs into your head for sure i mean it is up to you if you if you act on it if you start believing on it but uh, yeah it does run in my head also uh, recently uh, while uh, you know uh, with, with my recent interactions i have tried to recent i mean uh, like for five years <laughs> that uh, i have started uh, uh, you know paying no heed to it uh, previously i could i was uh, uh, because uh, my best friend is a bengali and previously i was like bengali candidate great friends so i my best friend is a bengali now uh, so i think uh, uh, in my head i have kind of already broken down uh, quite a few stereotypes that my head keeps creating and uh, uh, it's natural to have them but uh, it's uh, possible to avoid them as well to bring up uh, quite a lot of interesting points i ooh, where should i start um india yes crazy level of uh, discrimination as we already spoke about i have so many questions for you i want to know how do we reduce this this unconscious bias we have towards people i want to know uh, like when you are being stereotyped based on the language how does that look like i mean there are so many questions maybe we'll get to it in a new course um, yeah being the girl also like being stereotyped as a girl leader how does that play uh, into the industry you are in I, i i just like there are so many levels of being stereotyped which i want to talk about but let's get to it uh, let uh, saurabh has recently joined this podcast i want to hear from him uh, what is his experience of being um, stereotyped or like being indians we do you know as trisha, trisha said we do that subconsciously in our heads uh, so have you done it and are you aware that you're doing it yeah i think i would like to uh, start by saying that i think as a country indian uh, people are um quite racist and often uh, we are the ones who always complain that we are being uh, racially targeted so i had one situation wherein one guy was uh, just trying to um gain some sympathy at a supermarket so he was standing in the line and he was kind of uh, rushing towards the counter and he wanted to get his uh, bill done before the other guys the lady at the counter she stopped him and this guy started uh, crying foul saying oh this is a uh, uh, racism i i am being mistreated because of my color of my skin 
etc so i was very surprised by that behavior but uh, luckily nobody paid heed to him because he was uh, just behaving un uh, um, unreasonably and like i was listening to uh, trisha regarding uh, the stereotypes about bihar i think that is a very uh, prevalent stereotype and it also baffles me because i see a lot of people uh, in uh, different parts of europe they are not able to uh, speak english properly but nobody is uh, doing anything nobody is commenting anything about their accent nobody is judging them for not uh, speaking english in a better way but imagine in india if you are not able to speak english with a certain accent uh, with the right kind of uh, vocabulary you will be judged instantly but the same is not happening with an italian who is struggling to uh, speak english and also this uh, thing about um, the bengalis the bengali girls i think recently it was uh, so much stereotype because of riya chakraborty and people were just uh, type casting that all bengali girls are like that they take advantages etc and uh, there are uh, various stereotypes about uh, different states i would like to say regarding tamil nadu also there are uh, so many uh, stereotypes and people subconsciously without any understanding of uh, what the state is all about they will give some judgments for example the the madrasi stereotype so they don't know what a madrasi is and they would just label anyone who is from the four states of south india as madrasi they consider that madrasis are uh, the people who really like to eat rice this is the biggest stereotype and personally i am a north indian and i like rice more than an average south indian so these kind of things are some of the uh, some of the things that really surprise me and another stereotype is uh, the punjabi stereotype so the people of punjab are loud and they are always dancing uh, they don't have brains and there are so many jokes about the uh, sardars at 12 pm how they react etc and uh, sometimes we may have done that subconsciously when we were uh, kids but now that we have matured i think we have a better understanding of these different uh, stereotypes and uh, i will also like to give an example of stereotypes in the northeastern part of india i think there in also uh, these people from northeast india they face a lot of uh, uh, discrimination especially in the in the in the other countries because they look like they have asian features so if they say to someone that they are from india uh, people uh, start doubting them and people start judging them because according to them the stereotype about india is that uh, you need to be dark skin you need to be in it you need to speak a very bad english and when they come across people uh, from these states which are uh, not that popular and they Uh, are not that well represented in the international uh, community people uh, get surprised that these people are from india and because they have their certain mentality ingrained in their mind that this is how india should be and i was also talking to one of my friends uh, this morning about this whole topic unfortunately she could not join and she was telling me that uh, uh, when she was uh, studying in uk Uh, in her college uh, people uh, asked her a very offensive question saying are all romanians mm. gypsies so gypsies are the people uh, who uh, basically are stealing stuff from uh, people on the roads etc and she was quite taken aback because uh, she, romania is not about uh, gypsies so these are the kind of uh, kind of stereotypes that uh, 
they have faced and i think there are countless stereotypes i can go on and on about uh, the different stereotypes especially in india so i think uh, we as people we need to be very careful that we do not uh, judge the person based on their appearance our first interaction i think we should really invest time to understand what the person in front of us is all about and uh, based on that we should be able to engage engage in a conversation rather than just judging person based on where they come from or what they look like i think this is my uh, general overview on the stereotypes hmm. that was yeah that's a good summary of pretty much a lot of stereotypes that i feel but as you were talking like i had this thing like do you see like this given any demographic in the world or you can keep drilling it down but there will be some stereotypes that everyone says that they've experienced right and then it comes down to when you meet someone from a different culture how do you talk to them like do you assume anything about them or is does it become a landmine at that point like how do you um how do you interact with them uh, so it, you run it seems that when you talk about anything that you think you know about that culture you run the risk of stereotyping them already so how do you interact yeah. with someone who you uh, who is from a culture you're not very familiar with so i always try to have a neutral stance not jumping into any conclusion and not breaking into a conversation uh, for ice breaking by telling something about their country i try to refrain from it so that we have a general conversation so usually when i have interaction with someone uh, from a different nationality for the first time i try to uh, stick to very general topics so i will just ask them about the weather i would not ask them um, uh, are all uh, greek people staying in the uh, vacationing in the islands etc so i will not uh, get into those kind of uh, details so i generally try to have a very formal interaction in the first meeting and uh, subconsciously it may come out but then if you are uh, quite alert about what you are talking about i think that uh, that's something that's how you can uh, avoid that difficult uh, conversation in the beginning how do you do that i i don't know like the pro- the problem here like i am very very on a personal level i'm very um sensitive to if i've hurt the other person sub- and if i have i will think about it and beat myself over it for a very long time so i am very sensitive to that sort of stuff so yeah i find myself uh being formal all the time but i also think that some uh, some i've seen some people who do not who aren't afraid on stepping on a few toes knowing that the intentions are good they they come with they have no malice in their intentions and just uh, they will make mistakes and they might just by ignorance they might say a few blanket statements about the culture like but depending on that i feel that sometimes stepping on a few toes is fine and sometimes leads to a warmer connection faster whereas the uh, interaction method that you talked about and i i espouse that interaction method where i be very formal in the first view unless they volunteer information about their culture um 
i find that that sometimes might lead to you being distant or aloof for a long time so i find that hard to because stereotypes kind of help us in the way i was thinking that if stereotypes are true why, why if stereotypes are so harmful or offensive why are they present because i feel that they have they offer us a condensed world view of another culture which might sometimes be a gateway to interacting with them it it can sometimes be offensive but i feel it's a gateway to interacting with them and sure it'll if we step on a few toes it's fine it's you'll make mistakes but it is it helps us learn more easily and it gives us a place of reference to start talking about their culture yeah good perspective indeed i think i i would like like second that opinion uh, like uh, the stereotypes that we have like discovered or like we have formed over uh, the uh, time period like without interacting people or by the way of interacting people it it does actually like summarize the whole culture i mean uh, the, we we like have, uh, we like everyone grows in a particular community or in a particular locality or region and every region culture or locality they they have some some have it some ways of operating some style of talking some style of representing the information they have and like they, that just evolves over the time when they are like internally interacting with each other and when they go out they would carry that style with them and when like these external people from other culture they meet uh, multiple people from one particular culture and like they 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 see some common habits they see uh, some common uh, words used by them they they see some common hand gestures or expressions and like uh, when they see it repetitively coming uh, along with multiple people from the same culture then then this becomes and evolves to be a stereotype but then then at the same point at uh, sometime more people will come in and like uh, these people would probably if they had interacted with some more other cultures different cultures they would have like uh, acquired or learned some more uh, new habits or new ways of interaction new words or like hand gestures or anything that we would usually associate with them and they would have just adopted it and then when they come to your view you see like their your stereotype is broken broken and then you will see like yeah not all people from so and so culture are same and like the the culture is being stereotyped but i think like like uh, uh, karthik rightly pointed out a stereotype is basically a condensed form of that culture so that when you meet someone for the very first time if like like we had already pointed out about being indian and english uh, that's so that like in india english is a very big thing if you are speaking english it has to be correct grammatically and your choice of words in and every other sense else you will be judged but if you go to native english speaking countries no one really cares about your choice of words or your representation they are more concerned about the thought that your expression no one really cares if you have used native like the correct grammar and that is the same case for indians and like uh, i would say north india for hindi if someone uses a few wrong words here and there in hindi or like they do some grammatical errors we never like think of correcting them but if they do the same in english we like the uh, grammar nazis they would just come in and like yeah this was wrong you should have used the correct grammar that kind of so like and that's the whole point of like how uh, stereotypes evolve and how are they they actually are helpful to us in a lot of ways i mean if i interact someone uh, Uh, from a particular culture, those those stereotypes that have they they tell me 
some pieces, some of the culture that I, I should know. While everyone is definitely will not be uh, restricted or like avoid by those stereotypes, but everyone would somewhere have some knowledge and that sets some basic platform where you would start interactions. You would know like if something would be considered offensive to a particular culture, if they would be open or and reciprocative to some of your thoughts about a subject or not. So I, I think having stereotypes is not something that should be like we uh, should be against, but uh, they, we, we should realize when we should like not force people into boxes and uh, forcing people into boxes like like all that I have read until now. Uh, I, I actually like read a lot of books about psychology and uh, uh, evolution. I recently completed some. So like uh, after all this reading, I, I come to a conclusion that uh, human mind like Saran's constantly referred to system one. And that's the job of system one to classify people into boxes so that you are able to respond to your environment quickly and more responsibly, more reflexively without having to put in a lot of effort consci about consciously thinking about the situation, taking away two seconds and then responding. It. Because in many situations, this will be a bit too late uh, when, until you respond. So I, I think that you, you really cannot uh, uh, move away from stereotypes. You really cannot discard everything. And uh, how, how do you defend against it? How do you put it in the right context? I think like Saurabh did a very good point of like, uh, he said like, uh, it has to be a very conscious effort. You see someone, you figure out some details about them. It's, uh, they are from a particular region. They are from a, a particular culture. Instead of jumping to a conclusion or like labeling them with that, keep those labels with you. Like uh, do, uh, I still do not recommend throwing them away, but keep them those labels with you have some thoughts, interact with the person, exchange some views, and then you start working on them. Yes, so these are the labels that come from, these are the labels that I would drop off with this person. I have a question for uh, everybody. So we have talked about some of the cultural stereotypes that um, we don't like. Have you, do you have any such examples where, you know, you, you were culturally stereotyped and you actually like that or you take pride in that stereotype? Yeah, I guess that's a good to talk about maybe, um, you know, positive stereotypes. So maybe the one I'll start with is uh, uh, the Northeast one, which uh, uh, Saurabh was pointing out. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, it is generally said that uh, people who live in hills are very laborious. And uh, to be honest, uh, I have seen that they are because, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, inbuilt in their... Uh, uh, daily lives that you have to rise up early because the sun is coming out earlier than the rest of the world and then you go to sleep early because you're you know it gets dark very soon and then you have to go across hills many a times uh, even the school kids are going across hills just to attend the school and uh, it ends up becoming uh, a habit in them so maybe uh, that that is one uh, uh, you know uh, stereotype that uh, it can be considered positive. So uh, I think stereotyping as such it has been uh, taken very negatively. There might be some positives to it. I, I hate to say that, but I, I really feel that there might be some positives to it. And uh, there will be examples in all our lives where, uh, you know, we, we have benefited out of stereotypes and maybe that is why we keep believing in them. 
for uh, uh, maybe the rest of the life uh, uh, so I, i mean i'll leave it open for uh, further discussion this, this was my first uh, top of mind uh, feeling about uh, this i think there is one stereotype which we should be proud of is the fact that all the um, americans or other white people they think that indians are very smart they are very good at what they do they know numbers they know science etc i mean Which is kind of flattering. I, I, I like about we we had talked yeah. about Bihar multiple times. Like the the context came in, so I, I think uh, uh, people from Bihar are very intelligent. We have had some very good like mathematicians and uh, researchers coming out of Bihar. Like they have even uh, I, I think they they have been some very good novelists as well. Uh, same goes for West Bengal or Kolkata. Like uh, there there have been very learned people. very good uh, literature that has came out of uh, west bengal and like we all uh, know it and we all appreciate it and like that's why we have a very positive connotation with west bengal as well like if you are from west bengal your favorite hobby or pastime would be reading or music yeah 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 but uh, you know i i think this is the time when i ran away <laughs> yeah because i kind of uh, mathematics and me don't go in the same uh, direction so bihari hona i think it's not really going well with the mathematics thing but yeah maybe whenever i have uh, i have dined with uh, my my colleagues here or whenever wherever we go they are they always talk about uh, you know uh, us indians having a little bit of spice tolerance or you know having having so much more so much more variety in our foods they always talk about that and i am absolutely proud of the, proud of that stereotype that we eat so much better than everybody so I, i i never mind when they talk about indian food being uh, how it is and i i'm proud of it so i don't mind when they when they tell me that you know indians eat spicy and yes we can handle spice and yeah that, i am i'm absolutely proud of that that particular stereotype you stole my line i love that stereotype that indian food is the best i love that like just propagate it and propagate that we are smart so that we get hired in every place i love those stereotypes my first experience uh, the, the the time i started thinking about it quite rationally and it came to my mind that it is an actual thing an actual phenomena is when i was working with a uh, uh, with a teammate of mine and uh, in in uni and uh, he's malaysian and i am a person who is usually late to appointments and things like that and he's he's made this comment that oh i guess the stereotype of indian being uh, late is true and i was like oh my god maybe he's right <laughs> that's when that's when it clicked that i understand what stereotype uh, what purpose stereotypes uh, solve in this world like and as we figured out in this podcast that it is about it's a easy framework to make quick decisions but then i started to wonder is it a function that i am a person who is late or is it like usually indians are late to things and like if you look at the broader context i do see a uh, indians being hurried like it said and indians are always in a hurry but always late uh, yeah and it is kind of true so that made me question about the entire aspect of stereotypes like uh, indians are like uh, late like that such stereotype but i i really haven't heard about indians being lazy i think indians are fashionably late 
But yeah, I think Indian people have a very uh, short uh, span of patience. So they really want to have everything uh, done quickly. So I think they don't have the patience to stand in queues and especially growing abroad. Uh, they don't have any option. They have to stand in queues and they they have to really channelize energy and try to be patient. But in India, um, that stereotype really is true because people uh, do not want to wait uh, for anything. And there are so many incidents in India where people even get killed for uh, um, waiting for extra few minutes. So I think all of that uh, stereotype which is prevalent in the world actually stems from that core problem that we have in India where people are actually quite impatient. Now there is another, maybe it's not a cultural stereotype, but I want to get, address this uh, topic about male and female uh, stereotyping, like, uh, you know, the gender-based stereotyping. And this is an interesting topic for me because recently I have I have gotten aware of certain things which being a man, it is not in my uh, forefront. Like I do not, I don't see it as a problem, but then I hear it from my female friends that oh this is how we are being discriminated and that is like eye-opening for me uh, so I want to hear it from the uh, girls uh, or ladies uh, on this podcast what do they think about it and have they experienced any uh, stereotype you can also ask for a different opinion before uh, going to the girls yeah I, uh, I I'm a girl but I might be able to give a different kind of opinion maybe so uh yeah, let me I let me add something here. So I was oh, okay. So I I want to start by talking about something called collectivistic. There's something called collectivistic culture, and there's something called individualistic culture. So usually, and and we are gonna come back to the gender stereotype with this concept. Uh, so collectivistic culture is more like countries like India and and most of the countries in Asia where we give a lot of uh, importance and meaning to our families, to our relationships. And then you have individualistic uh, cultures, which are more in the West, or, or so we think, where they're more focused on individualism. Okay, And some gender stereotypes arise because of the way collectivistic versus individualistic cultures function. So I let me give you a small example that I... Uh, uh, I'll just say it anyway. So we, uh, so me, my husband, and another friend who had come from India, we had gone shopping to a bookshop or something, and uh, in in the U.S. and uh, and U.S. is primarily an individualistic culture, right? And we are from a collectivistic place, India. So when we went to the counter, uh, the checkout lady was like, "Okay, so." This is how it's $50 or whatever. So yeah, card, cash. And so my friend ended up pointing to my husband and saying, he's the man, he's, 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 got the, he's the one with the money. And the lady at the checkout counter gave a very nasty look. And she was from the US. And, and then we just, we just left. And then we had a conversation about this in, in the car. And, and I, I guess she gave a very nasty look is because... In India, we kind of think that women, since we are collectivistic, family relationships, all of that, and we kind of think that women are 
only supposed to be at home take care of the kids not exactly be the breadwinner be more inside the house and the man is the one who's you know supposed to pay and and do all the financial things but contrary to that in the individualistic side like in the us let's say and uh, I, i think all of you guys have heard about uh, ruth bader ginsburg who recently passed away and she's fought so much about those women rights and so people in the individualistic countries are very particular about such conversation very sensitive because they uh, for them women should not be in the house or anything like that women should be going out there earning money being the breadwinner so that kind of a uh, individualistic versus collectivistic culture stereotype again leads to some of these gender stereotypes that we have and i have seen it and i i saw that lady give me that look and that was a pure example of it's it's there and we are kind of dealing with it in different parts of the world differently i think there are uh, several reasons for that sort of uh, stereotyping in the gender stereotyping i think some people are not mindful that they are inherently sexist so they are probably saying stuff which they think is quite normal so everybody in the us is right now saying that we will have the first female vice president or uh, last time with hillary clinton they were saying that first female president but nobody is saying the first male president or the 40th male president um and also that happens with uh, the directors as well so if you have a movie being directed by a woman you people will say it's directed by a female uh, director but nobody is going to say that a male director directed a movie so people are subconsciously not aware that they are sort of uh, sexist and probably um, they don't realize it because of the social constructions that we have and the um, the patriarchy that everyone uh, talks about so even that also comes into uh, play and some people really find it hard to deal with uh, equality and uh, they have certain complexes which kind of uh, make them uh, talk like this so i think uh, we must uh, think laterally and we have to ingrain all this uh, thinking right from the beginning uh, into the children who are currently uh, very young because uh, some parents they also uh, embed or generate this sort of gender stereotyping right from when children are born so they will give uh, the girl uh, a pink colored room and the boy a blue colored room and therein you are also defining that this is how guys should be this is how girls should be so you are actually differentiating right from the beginning when they are born so i think it should really stop there and uh, that's how we can prevent uh, this whole uh, gender stereotyping and be we can have equal individuals with the same self esteem with the same professional ambition and same uh, work expectations and we are not uh, uh, judging people based on uh, what their gender is where they come from etc I I I think like like sorry you said like uh, we like have a uh, very specific uh, uh, meanings like we we ourselves uh, like in the by the way of how we describe events we attach sexist remarks like you said the first president of was the female producer but we we never mention male so I I guess like uh, this like this maybe like is an outcome of how we have like a uh, recent I think that's not very decent probably like this has been going for a long how this movement about equality and equal rights for men and women how these things have picked up pace and when you when you say like the 
attach this word like female director or female di- uh, president or the first female for so and so just by attaching this word we feel like we we have achieved that empowerment we have achieved that equality and and that's how like people want to associate but that word but subconsciously like you said people do not realize that they are being sexist here i mean a, a director is a director a producer is a director producer and a president will always be a president you you can say like this is the first president uh, female president but I, I, is is it really necessary to put that in this concept like this is the first female president instead of just like treating her as, as a regular president and just talking as you would have talked about any other president i mean this is just a simple event uh, there are there are two uh, conventional genders i'm i'm sorry i would uh, uh, stick with this uh, so we have like two conventional genders like uh, and when you say like uh, so this there's a 50 50 chance a president would be a woman or a, a man why do you specify a male or female when you are talking about it so i have a a little different opinion over here so when it comes to of profession or of okay i'll come to the acting part later maybe but when it comes to being the president of a very powerful country like united states we are because we're taking that example right now and still they have not had a female president till date so the citizens i think of that country themselves feel like when a female becomes a president if and when whenever it would be a it would be a change it would be a massive achievement probably for that section of the population so i mean you could just keep saying that it, this is the 44th president this is the 45th president it there's no need to say male because it's always been male but that is what the the people always do they always assume the default is male the default is male that is the problem if they start saying that this is the 44th us president and he is also the 44th male president then probably you will be okay and that is probably what you're saying but it's always been male so because everyone looks to you know forward to probably that she might be the first female president is because that will be i think a milestone not a milestone but that probably that date you can say is when something different happened and after that maybe it's not anything different and you can go ahead with however it is because like i would say it is in uh, professions like entertainment or things like that because what happens there is when it's divided into best director and best female director the category is somehow what people perceive is that they had to give it to a female so they made that so she won and it that that winner even though she would have made a good film she is looked down upon probably because she just ha- had to be given an award she got an award so now everyone is saying there should be a collective collective award for it because okay you are giving us an award but after that you also looked down upon us that we just got it because not because we deserved it but because we had to get it so now it's become a thing where people are saying maybe it's better to have a combined thing earlier i think in the beginning again that was probably a good idea to make a space for female participants because it had never been done before they had to broaden the options they had to give those opportunities 
to open everyone's mind because in in everyone's mind even in females minds in everyone's minds it has always been that the default is male it, it like to change the mindset of everyone some changes specific changes are i think required in the beginning but that's the thing again that whatever male does is the default and whatever female does is probably secondary so that is a stereotype which has been there in i think at least in all the patriarchal systems so i i think i would like agree to that like like you said i i think at that some point at there the, there was a point when everything was male 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 like everything was being done by male because society was primarily uh, patriarchal at that time and then somewhere we realized that even females are contributing very uh, significantly to society and they need to be recognized and uh, we had to at at that point we had to create a special class to recognize them like saying a female director or a female producer or a female president but i think with time as times evolve as these things become normalized we need to drop uh, drop these categories we need to drop this specifier like right now if if like this if like females have been producing very good films and directing very good films they have been politically active for more than two decades i i think at this point we we are we should be very convenient dropping the word female from their uh designations descriptions or like whatever we are referring to now i think at this point we can say uh, she is the president and everyone would know she is female and she is the president we do not need to say she is the first female president or the fourth female president uh so uh, by a female they like award categories you have these like specially in bollywood i do not know about uh us we have a female for everything in every category i think this this should not continue at this point of time we have already evolved like we already now know and we have already recognized that women can do everything equally well and at this point i think just there should be just a best producer or a best director and you do not need two different categories but then again there are commercial aspects to it which industry would always like to exploit and would like to play with people's emotions and uh, uh, whatever there is that they could do to get their marketing up high and get more bucks for Uh, their expense like recently uh, i think like indian army has started uh, uh, this thing uh, permanent commission for women i, I think yes this uh, we we would recognize that this is the first time that someone would uh, a first female permanent commissioned officer but over the years after 10 years or probably 15 years or after 20 years i, I think she would just be another another officer we have do not have to label her as a female officer i yeah i think uh, as long as it's done to include someone uh, or recognize someone it's a good idea for some time but when it becomes that people start using that differentiation to look down upon a certain section or uh, um yes then it's a problem and then it's, yeah. it's like an overuse of a terminology or of a uh add on given to a class of people like uh we have like economically backward people who do not and then we give them some scholarships we give them some discounts but uh at some point we need to realize okay we had given them scholarship we had given them discount they now they have come to a level and we need to stop this practice now they are just as good as any other people and at this point we we should stop those practices and start treating everyone 
is equal and this is something that uh, has been happening with the indian reservation system as well you got caste reservations and other stuff to bring back people who did not had access to facilities and other things and then you you gave them support but now in in the indian context as i see reservation has become something very permanent which needs to do away with or should like needs to have some new restrictions so that it serves its purpose and is does not become a tool of blatant use by people for their benefit i was thinking about what momita said and what uh, jyoti said um, so i'll address each one of those points uh, momita talked about collectivistic and individualistic societies and i i was thinking about that while i uh, sorry i was thinking that stereotypes are true even in the us uh, which is which prides itself on being an individualist stick society so i was wondering how collectivism or individual individualism actually affects the stereotypes and i and i think it affects it in the sense of when a stereotype becomes an expected role like in india if you if you don't conform to the stereotype that people have of you or in any collectivist culture there's a punishment there is an there is a consequence to that i guess the Uh, advantage that individualistic societies have are uh, you still have the stereotypes but the consequence of breaking out of stereotypes is not as great because i definitely think the stereotypes is true in both places there are and we did talk about them like uh, saurabh was talking about uh, when you think of the pre- or everyone right now when you think of the president it it's usually a male figure uh so this it's just that when there the stereotypes don't become roles gender roles in this case that people are expected to conform to in a individualistic society and yeah I, i agree also my i agree with what jyoti said about um these breaking out of this and um uh, why you need to uh, talk about if in this specific case if there's a female president why do people need to talk about it's also about i want to add that it's also about uh, representation for the community itself like if i find that there's an indian american president e- even though i have nothing to do with it i feel like kids who are born uh, here uh, to indian parents see that as an example of what they can achieve and it's same same is true i assume for a gendered gendered role either like if there's a female president girls everywhere might look up to them as examples of to see what they can achieve so every time there's something that happens here it's it should be recognized or celebrated so um yeah i agree with karthik on that part that you know even though united states has uh, uh, an individualistic culture i hope i'm using that uh, term right uh, but still there are the uh, you know very typical gender stereotypes which do exist uh, in united states as well i think that i think it's because uh, even though it has a individualistic uh, culture and you know most uh, men and women uh, men work and most women also work and it's not a restriction there but restriction still is there that the women are still the major caregivers or you know uh, nurturing or being the more um, 
कॉम्प्रोमाइजिंग वन और अकोमोडेटिंग वन और द जेंटल वन बेसिकली अलाउड वूमेन इज सपोज टू बी अ बैड वूमेन एंड दिस कुड बी बिकॉज ऑफ यू नो बिकॉज एनीवेयर वेर एनी सॉर्ट ऑफ आई थिंक रिलीजन इज फॉलोड फैमिली इज ऑलवेज गिवेन अ लॉर्ड ऑफ इम्पॉर्टेंस थ्रू अ रिलीजन फॉर आई थिंक इन मोस्ट रिलीजन्स so it tends to be that someone now if you are giving importance to family someone has to be there at the forefront taking care of that family and that responsibility will always fall or does always fall most of the times on the women may uh, be there be they wherever in the world they are or whichever religion they are following it generally tends to be the women who are given this responsibility so i think uh, even though in terms of uh, career career growth or professional achievements uh, the individualistic culture does help out uh, non male genders in these countries but then the responsibility once it comes to a uh, taking care of a family or children or uh, anyone else then it it's just always the female okay um i um uh, i want to add couple of points here uh, there are various kinds of stereotype like we started this podcast with cultural stereotypes that we went into uh, racial stereotypes and uh, now we talking about gender gender based stereotypes there are other categories such as um, uh, sexual stereotypes or religious based stereotypes or even group based stereotypes where you are labeling community Uh, based on their you know uh, suppose there is a emo culture and you associate everybody from that culture to be a certain way it's just our failing as uh, humans I, I, as trisha mentioned that we like to put things in boxes so it's it's very hard for a brain to look at each individual as a separate being with their own characteristics and we try to find whatever signs we can get from that person to easily assign them into a category that's something we are doing on a daily basis we are trying to pattern matching and uh, to our best of our capability and quickly assigning so that we can make a reasonable decision on the next course of action with that person but many times it's wrong uh, unfortunately in this podcast we won't we don't have the time to discuss uh, uh, around other kinds of stereotype but the main learning for me uh, so far has been it is a quick framework there are goods and bads to it but it's not accurate as like i would like certain stereotypes to be propagated more because it's serving my purpose but at the same time they are there are negative stereotypes if i'm supporting the good then i would i'm some way also supporting the bad with this uh, idea and it's not easy to give up the stereotype uh, stereotyping so i want to uh, just conclude from everyone what what is their main take away from today's episode i think we should not uh, stereotype people and like uh, uh... everybody mentioned that we should be very cautious uh, in the path that we are treading and we should never uh, cross our limits when we are uh, starting a conversation and uh, yeah that's about it that's my general conclusion because stereotypes will always be there they will always be there to uh, profile people and put them into boxes but we as individuals have to play a role wherein we do not uh, 
go by them blindly have our own uh, sort of opinion and not judge people yeah i i agree with saurabh and that's that's how i would also like to end uh my my thoughts and what i learned from this session i think we need to stop depending on these stereotypes uh which have been formed based on i don't know uh availability bias and someone has brought it up and others have followed and we need to stop depending on those and start investing in in people that we want to actually get to know on a personal level or a professional level and keep all these uh, roles and uh, responsibilities separate and just get to know a person and, and without any kind of opinions or stereotypes per se yeah so yeah i also agree so not jump to conclusions always take the time to find out about the person in front of you sometimes yeah person or group of people basically anything you new to try to find out more things about it and yeah ask questions i guess because uh, like some i think in the middle we did touch it because uh, stereotypes can have positive or negative impacts and um, just not let one thing decide your perception of the entire entity be it the person or the group because that that will just uh, that may not be correct first of all and second of all if you have to work with them or have be in a relationship with them or live around them it would just lead to bad decisions and i mean yes so that's not good for you either uh i will uh, like to uh, end with uh, saying that i, I was i've going through the uh, this uh, uh, research that has led to nobel prizes uh, this year and uh, on the genome one one thing caught uh, my attention that uh, uh, you know around 99.8% uh, of the genome is common among uh, humans there is only 0.2% on which all this research is going on and that is what makes us different individuals so uh, you know it is that 0.2% that we need to find out like jyoti was saying and uh, uh, maybe that is what will help drive out the negative stereotypes that we have uh, maybe positive ones are the ones to keep because you know we are already so low on the positivity so that's all from my end saranj would you like to say something about diversity and inclusion as a conclusion yes um i would want to conclude that it is a difficult process uh, not having these biases like it it is fed into us everyone has this intrinsic that's a flaw of judging people and i think uh, it, it's it's a very difficult task to get out of our comfort zone when we are meeting new people or pe- people from different groups and trying to be more inclusive uh, whom we surround our, ourselves with but i think it's a essential part of our growth if we if we just open up a little towards different people and uh, just understand them at a personal level rather than what their sexuality sexuality is or what their ethnic uh, you know background is it's easier said than done but i am trying to do this uh, at some level and uh, i want to do it more uh, going forward and uh, like it's it's like there are so many colors so many like it's a spectrum uh, right so that what's make the world a beautiful place because you have so much diversity you have 
different uh, things to experience based on different cultures you have different people to meet to understand different uh, ways of living so it's rather than thinking of it as a threat that this guy is different than me or guy or girl is different than me thinking of it as a a new experience would be a great uh, idea and if i hope uh, people can be a bit more open and be more more curious about where other people are coming from to understand that would be great <laughs> so with this note i would uh, like to conclude this podcast it was a very important topic for uh, this podcast uh, unjustified true beliefs because essentially all these stereotypes are based on our beliefs based on the ideas we have in our heads and these ideas i believe need to be questioned um, and uh, this this episode was i was scared before recording this but i am glad that we did it uh, just to open up our mind a little bit so uh, thanks a lot guys for participating in this podcast and uh, i have learned a lot of uh, lessons and interesting stereotypes in just like talking about these stereotypes is fun at times but so thanks a lot for your participation and i want to see you in the next podcast thanks